Welcome to our show, Imaginative Innovations, with your hosts, Benjamin and Kellen. Hello, I'm your host, Kellen. And I'm your host, Benjamin. In our show, we will talk about new and upcoming technologies and how we think they are going to change our world. And I think we have a very exciting episode for you today because we are doing part three of our technology ethics conversation. How are you today, Kellen? <laughs> okay, wrong, wrong sound button. But I am doing great, Ben. Thank you for asking so um, do you want to get started with our first question for today? By the way, we are doing all original prompts this time, courtesy of Kellen and Benjamin. No more websites. Oh, all right. yeah. Anyways, uh, so the first prompt that I thought of, or technically we thought of, um, if you could have any like futuristic fictional technology that maybe you've seen in a TV show or movie, what would you want that to be? And it would like exist in real life and you would have it. Okay. So I think I have two answers to this question. Like if I directly wanted to benefit from it, um, I would like choose some sort of technology where it's kind of like a 3d printer where you can create whatever you want, like customizable just at your house with the materials. Like you're like, I want a new pair of shoes and you just like tap a button and voila, you have a new pair of shoes kind of like that. Or like you can just go grocery shopping at your own house. It just like creates food at your house. Kind of like that. I don't know if that really is specific enough, but that would be my futuristic technology for myself. If it was like, a futuristic technology to help the world i don't know i think i would choose i guess maybe that could help the world but something like more advanced vaccinations or something like that just thinking about covid that comes to mind quickly where we have like more um advanced vaccinations that can protect against more things i think that would be really good for the world what about you kellen all right well uh before i answer that i just want to talk about the vaccination I've always wondered like why we've always had to use injections as vaccinations mm-hmm. and why, you know, we couldn't have put like, put it in like a pill or a gummy because I've, al- <laughs> I've always hated getting shots. So obviously I'd be very, I do not like getting a shot. So it would be wonderful <laughs> if we could use like a pill or like a gummy bear yeah. to get the vaccination. But anyways. That's, that's and- a good, that's a good add on to the idea. I, yeah. I have to say, I remember when I was younger, we used to take vitamins and it was like the little gummy bears that were like 90% sugar, but yeah. those like kind of like the flu, like you used to be able to use the, what was it called? The flu thing up your nose. Uh, I, I no. forget what it was called, but I think it would be cool if there's something like that for more vaccines as well. All right. Well, to answer the question. Oh, also I'm in a, in the same spider studio and I'm using all three microphones this time. Oh yeah. So I might sound surround a little sound. Yeah, surround sound. <laughs> uh so to answer the question, probably, you know, I was thinking maybe like a teleporter, you know, that would be so convenient. Like I could like for school, if I had to be there by eight, I could just, you know, hop in my little teleporter and just teleport <laughs> to, to class at like 758 and just sit down and just wait. So I could sleep in. Um, or maybe if we're like going on a vacation instead of having to take a plane, we could use a fancy teleporter. <laughs> I was reading this interesting article about teleportation recently, where um you must think me a nerd. <laughs> I guess I can am. But anyway, um it was 
about how scientists like thought in the future they would be able to create like a kind of teleportation but not the kind of teleportation you think of where you're like transported from here to there and it's like you're no longer here from my understanding which is probably not 100 percent accurate um it was basically like they would send information about what was something made of like for instance they use the example of like a baseball if you have a baseball they it's made of like certain atoms and certain types of molecules and stuff like that and basically what they would do is they would send the instructions to create a new exact replica of the baseball and then they would like somewhere across the world they could create the new exact replica of the baseball and it would be teleportation quote unquote i'm not sure if that's exactly what they're saying but that it's kind of what I think the future of teleportation could look like, which is pretty interesting. What do you think about that? Oh, that's it. Huh. So it would be with the, the baseball wouldn't like move though. There would just be like two, but in like different places. Yeah. Is that right. Don't quote me on that, but that from my understanding, that's what I, that's what I think. Like, which is kind of, I guess that goes, that is contrary to, what I guess we classically think of as teleportation. Um, but that's kind of what real world teleportation might look like or could look like. I mean, that it would be a lot more convenient. Like if you like wanted to send mm-hmm. you know, some items to someone's house or you just needed to like make a delivery. Yeah. Or just like, yeah, just put it in the real world teleporter. Well, it's kind of also a paradox because technically they are the same baseball because they're made out of the same things, exactly. Same molecules, same atoms, stuff like that. Um, But yet there are two of them, so how can it be the same thing, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So kind of moving on to the next question. If you had to choose one technology to help the world like that would cause the biggest improvement in the life of as many people as possible what technology do you think that would be and is this this is fictional technology right yes okay um i think i don't really have a specific answer for this but it, you know those like like superhero technology you know and those like justice league bases or whatever <laughs> Uh, just like something along the lines of like, you know, like supercomputers to help, you know, law enforcement mm-hmm. with their job or, you know, like recognition software on criminals that, you know, just was only specifically used for criminals, you know, ethics again. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Way to tie it back. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just, yeah, kind of along the lines of what you would see in like a typical superhero TV yeah. show or movie. I guess we've kind of gone off the trail on like futuristic technology. So kind of adding on to futuristic <laughs> technology. Um, I kind of think it's interesting how futuristic technology or like technology nowadays is changing sports and specifically baseball. Um, do you think this is a good thing or a bad thing? Do you think the game should remain quote unquote peer for lack of better words or um, do you think it's good that they're adding all these different technologies to the sports to make them like more competitive, the athletes better, et cetera? I think I said like with the uh, 
different amounts of training equipment mm -hmm. and you know we talked about the virtual reality uh like program and products that people use to you know see live at bats um yeah. i think that is a good addition because you know you, with that you only get better um like unless you're practicing wrong then you're just gonna decline but you know uh you just if the more we use like at more advanced training training products or training like devices the better that the, the people in the sport will get and the more fun it'll be to watch because you know there will be more interesting mm -hmm. plays uh more more home runs hit you know the, it'll it it'll change the sport for like the better if that makes any sense yeah I, I guess this is kind of controversial especially in baseball where they're talking about having robot umps and where they have shifts um by tracking data and also like what types of players the mlb is looking for they use like um stat tasks or like they use more advanced um, metrics to determine how good a player is and it's changing who the players get like MLB the major league baseball is getting smarter the teams are and this also affects like pitchers like there have been record high strikeouts and like Kyle Seeger on the Mariners he's he's been in nine no hitter games which is kind of crazy and that is just kind of it's unheard of. Like there are just so many more no hitters. Like recently, yeah, it might've like, been yesterday, Corey yeah. Kluber, he had a no hitter for and the Yankees. Once, yeah, there was once a, a one day, there were two no hitters on mm -hmm. the same day. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we have like five no hitters throughout the season already. Yeah, the Mariners have two, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been like 20 games, yeah. something like that. But that that is just kind of crazy. I don't know. I guess it's kind of a hard line because they're not technically breaking the rules, but I don't know if that's necessarily good for the game of baseball. And that is because of advanced technology and advanced metrics from that advanced technology. Do you think that's necessarily a good thing? Like for right now, mm -hmm. the technology involved in baseball is kind of like not being like used to, you know, like reach the maximum potential of players. Yeah, it's like you know the like the win virtual reality. I'm pretty sure, uh, most a lot of people who you know watch YouTube or go on go online and see ads would have seen like the virtual reality you know device that. You know, or you or if they listen to our show, Colin. Oh yeah, or if they listen. To oh yeah, we yeah. talked about I, that. I, <laughs> I, okay, yeah, but, um, you know, I feel like the, techno technological, uh, training devices are are like no one fully understands how to like use them to improve the fastest so it's like kind of like a one-sided improvement to the pitching because yeah. you know there's it's kind of because what i've heard there people have been learning how to like increase their spin rate or um mm -hmm. you know just throw throw a better breaking ball and from what i've heard those devices are more like like simple like you can use them and you can understand them pretty easily but uh you know with like the offensive side there's like you have to like set up the machines you have to you know have the money to buy them first and yet it's kind of different with especially with the wind virtual reality because 
you're not holding an actual bat you're holding two controllers in each hand mm-hmm. and then you have to swing with those well um kind of adding on to that thought do you think that um hitting is one of the hardest things to do in sports i think yeah hitting being a good hitter is probably one of the hardest things to do out of like every sport because everyone thinks like baseball is pretty or like other people who haven't played baseball think like oh baseball is pretty easy you just throw a ball you just hit it and you know just throw it to the base before the runner gets there and all that but the more you play the more you you realize how hard you know it is to determine um a breaking ball and a fastball and uh how hard it is to actually like even if you know what's coming it'll be pretty difficult to actually like hit the ball because it's not only pretty small but it's also coming at least at our level probably like mid 70s mid to low 70s so you you have like less than half a sec or somewhere around like half a second to react and to hit that ball as it's coming at you so So. I, i guess my point is that with the pitchers becoming better and better and hitting being so hard as it is it's just like becoming closer to humanly impossible to hit the ball like the reaction time like humans are only so fast and that we can't necessarily improve how fast we are like we can improve that to a certain amount but essentially if pitchers start throwing fast enough it's just going to become so hard to hit the ball that strikeouts are going to increase and I don't think that's necessarily good for the game in my opinion so I guess my question is is increasing the do you still think that increasing um pitchers velocity and making pitchers better is good for the game if it is eventually going to hurt hitters well recently there have been like a lot of you know like high 90 and like Mm -hmm. low 100 uh pitchers that you know that throw that kind of velocity but if you also look at the stats for hitting that it's it's been going like like yesterday the game of the week uh <laughs> the giants destroyed the uh cincinnati reds 18 to 2 they're my favorite team by the way let's go giants <laughs> yeah. um so i i think like pitching still has a lot of room you know to improve Mm -hmm. before it gets to the point where it's like just not fun to watch because it's the defense is always going to dominate yeah um but there's also like i I was talking about the wind virtual reality i've been i've seen so many uh like um, amateur baseball players and even some like minor league and i think i don't don't really recall if i saw like a, a professional player like sponsor it or endorse it but I know I've seen a lot of people say like, oh, you know, the baseball looks so slow now after seeing so many live pitches or, you know, I can I can see the ball so clearly off the pitcher's hand and all that. So mm-hmm. I think like as pitching uh, gets better and better as it already is, the hitting like hitting uh, technology, like technologies to help uh, hitting will also, you know, increase. help yeah, increase. Yeah. So you think there's kind of like a parallel relationship, even though we're seeing it, pitchers kind of dominating right now. You think hitters and batters are going to catch back up and become better as well? Yeah, because I feel at least this is like my my opinion. I feel mm-hmm. like pitching technology, like to help increase pitching, we've pretty much done like all that can be done 
because you can't really like throw a baseball inside your house from 60 feet and six inches away and you know because like <clears throat> most people don't have that type of room indoors so mm-hmm. like technology with that like because you to pitch you probably have to have like a real ball in your hand and you know if you want to throw a breaking ball you have to see how it moves so I feel like pitching technology has done all that can be done and it also is kind of limited to like facilities that have it or you know outdoors that have a lot of room but like hitting it's kind of just like seeing the ball getting a good swing knowing like knowing to swing or not and like kind of like trying to tell uh the spin of the pitch and where it's gonna land uh compared to like the starting like uh, from the ball out of the pitcher's hand so um kind of changing courses a little bit here you would you would agree that or like you would would you agree that um technology is good for baseball like increasing the technology is increasing um productivity and making the game better uh well yeah i would agree with that because like again hitting is like because hitting you can pretty much practice like in your house because you can definitely practice swinging or Mm-hmm. just like you know with the virtual reality headset just again you see the pitches come and you you can tell if they're in the strike zone after you know it passes you so I feel like the technology will always like help improve the game while also keeping it like fairly balanced but like compared between uh defense and offense okay so totally switching gears here um if you had to choose one technology that is your favorite technology right now what would your like what would your favorite technology be right now what do you think is the coolest most awesome <laughs> rad technology all right well obviously the internet <laughs> um but are we talking about just like like technology like in general or like recent technology technology in general like it, right. it, it could be your bed <laughs> um yeah the internet i can't really think of anything else and maybe the fridge you know the fridge, the fridge. We've, cool. we've talked about the fridge before <laughs> and the internet I, I feel like we keep coming back to the fridge yeah. are you hungry i'm pretty hungry luckily yeah. we have lunch oh i have lunch and well i have another period after this but you have fourth period off so you get well, yeah lunch it's earlier. only it's only right now um we're um, recording at 10.30. It's only 10.30, Callan. Already hungry? Did you have breakfast? I, have, I did not have breakfast. I woke up and I just was like, oh, I'm late. So I just went to school. That's why we're talking about the fridge right here. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, that is why we're talking about food. The technology we're talking about plays an integral right place in our hearts. <laughs> it, it, it plays a role in our lives. That's what we're talking about right here. I don't know. I my answer to that question I think would be probably the internet as well I think it's, I use it the most as a recent technology um I I do think our ability to our change our environment to our needs is also kind of a cool concept if we want to dive into that about like building houses and stuff like that do you think um do you think we're going to be able to do that same thing in space where we're going to have space colonies or do you think that's just not realistic 
you're talking about like building shelters on like different planets yeah like where we have a moon colony someone lives on the moon that's kind of what they do well i think right now like probably in the next 50 years it'll probably be like pretty unrealistic because mm-hmm. on the moon you know there's no no type of like like survival like needs there's i'm guessing i've never been there obviously <laughs> really um, <laughs> i'm guessing that you know there's no food no no water you're guessing I, i'm you know the moon's made of che- isn't the didn't we used to think the moon cheese. was made of cheese <laughs> hey you can uh, eat that moon cheese <laughs> even even if it, like I'm, I'm not sure I, I wouldn't eat moon cheese it just kind of seems weird you know mm-hmm. i feel like on like living on the moon especially since there's no like resources that that would fit like a human's need so you'd have to you'd have to like trans transport so many of like earth's resources that we use to survive up to the moon like you know space food water and you'd have to be like in your whole like astronaut suit like being filled with oxygen and you have to have like communication because uh, we talked about this in physics, actually, um, how you can't hear sound uh, in space because it has no molecules to travel through. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you have to have a ton of power to not only communicate with other people, but you'd also have to, you know, transport so many resources up to the moon in order to, you know, just barely survive. Yeah, I I, I would agree with that. I think if we ever lived on the moon, it would be just kind of because we want to say that we lived on the moon, that we can do it, <laughs> or to like kind of prepare for Mars or something like that. Yeah. Um, Like if we were to have a colony on Mars, I guess that would actually make more sense to me because there are resources on Mars that we could use. Although I guess the transportation, bringing them back would be extraordinarily expensive, yeah. probably more so than stuff on Earth. Um. Yeah, so that's kind of my take on moon travel. But I guess we have a bunch of, like, books and science fiction on that. So I just wanted yeah. to bring that up. Um, I think that kind of brings our show, our discussion, to a close today. This was Imaginative Innovations brought to you by Benjamin Viafor. And Kellen Wu. Thank you for tuning in. This was our show for today. See you next Tuesday at 3.